0: The book of Revelation. If people would just get and read the Bible and read the book of revelations, they would really turn around and straighten up. This is all we need to do is Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to the Crazy Mad Podcaster. I'm back. It's been a while. I've just took a little break from it, man. So much going on in this country, man. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Uh, Let me see. Okay, Donald Trump had a wild rally of white supremacists, um, supporting some white supremacists who's running for office to overthrow our government by using the laws that they wrote against us. Oh my God, you know, this is crazy, man. Just dealing with America right now and watching how um, the Republican Party and the media. That's my biggest problem right now. I want to talk about the media, okay? Um, We're going to talk about the Republicans, but I really want to talk about corporate liberal media. Corporate liberal media do not want to to accept the truth. It has to be. Because it's not about ratings. It's got to be because those CEOs are part of the problem, too. Fascism, man, has been in America for a long time. But to see Donald Trump and his white supremacist rallies and seeing all these mindless white people falling for the bullshit, I see where Steve Bannon and Rifford Murdoch and Roger Hale and Roger Stone was coming from. Feed them their fears. They would fall for that shit every goddamn time. What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Crazy Mad Podcaster. I'm comedian Ricky Cole. Man, midterms are around the corner. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, we can't depend on corporate media to help us get over the hump, I call it. Corporate media is down with insurrectionists because most of the CEOs are Republicans, I mean, hey, I'm talking about the ones who own these so-called MSNBC, CNN. You know what I'm saying, right? Those CEOs are Republicans. And the CEOs who run these companies don't want Americans to understand how really messed up this country really is. So instead of telling you the straight-up truth, they ask people opinions. So they have people come on their shows and ask their opinions. There's never no facts. There's always opinions on all of those shows. So what did America go wrong? Beast the fuck out of me. Because media always been biased if you look at it. Here in America, especially. You know, you have far right journalists who are only going to report their version of reality. You look at the burning of Rosewood. Um, black Wall Street, by the way, for those who don't know CRT. um, They said the black folks started the riot. Okay, um, come a little modern. The media helped smear Martin Luther King. Um, the media actually followed white supremacy, destroying Kaepernick football career. Instead of calling it out. Police brutality, no, they went along with the BS. And a good example... The media went along with the birth of movement. When Barack Obama became president, the media, instead of calling it out, they reported on it. You know, that neutral thing. Well, we're not real. So in somewhat many words, Americans is being conditioned to lose their democracy. Hell, we already lost. A, well, I would say lost. I don't think we never had a real, true, decent media. I found this little clip. I want you guys to listen to.
1: This might be the most important chart for understanding American politics. It shows the ideology of both parties in Congress over the past few decades. Researchers looked at every politician's voting record and then gave them a score based on how extreme or moderate they were. And if you look at the past 40 years, something dramatic has happened. Both parties have moved away from the center, but Republicans in Congress have moved much further than Democrats have. That difference is even more jarring if you look at the past few presidents. Republican presidents have become more and more conservative over the past few decades, while Democrats have stayed fairly consistent. Political scientists have a name for this. They call it asymmetrical polarization. It's one of the most important trends in recent American politics, but it's also one of the hardest to talk about. And that's posing a big challenge for journalists who want to stay neutral while covering a party that's increasingly going off the rails. This is not the Republican Party that any of us recognize. This is not the Republican Party
2: I joined 40 years ago. What happened to the Republican Party? <laughs> well, I've been asking myself that question. It's
1: soul crushing for me. Let's just address the soy boy in the room. I am not a great person to be making this argument. I'm a queer, tree-hugging atheist with immigrant parents. Me criticizing Republicans is about as shocking as Vots having marimbas in the background of a video. So, I brought
2: some backup. I'm Norm Ornstein. I'm a political scientist. I've been think tanking it for longer than most of the people watching this have been alive.
1: Norm Ornstein is kind of a legend. He spent the past four decades writing about Congress and American politics. He's been named one of the top 100 global thinkers. I used to win debate competitions in high school using articles that Ornstein wrote. A fun fact that he did not find to be that fun.
2: When it comes to buying a gun, you have a lot of options. (coughs) See this one?
1: And don't even get. Most of Ornstein's work has focused on how to make sure that Congress stays functional.
2: I work very closely with a lot of Democrats and with a lot of Republicans. In all the years that I wrote about Congress, I was very, very careful to be not a partisan.
1: But if you look at the titles of Ornstein's books, you can see a quiet transformation happening. It starts off normal enough Congress and Change, Evolution and Reform. Campaign finance, an illustrated guide. Then it gets a little darker. The permanent campaign and its future. The broken branch, how Congress is failing America. And then in 2012, Orstein and his writing partner, Thomas Mann write this book is even worse than it looks how the american constitutional system collided with the new politics of extremism in it they write the republican party is an insurgent outlier it has become ideologically extreme scornful of compromise and dismissive of the legitimacy of its political opposition the democratic party while no paragon of civic virtue is more open to incremental changes fashioned through bargaining with the republicans this asymmetry constitutes a huge obstacle to effective governance
2: Holy shit. man and I came to the conclusion that we couldn't sugarcoat this anymore. The fact is, the Congress changed.
1: Bernstein's critique of the modern GOP falls into two major categories: their goals and their methods. There's no question that the Republican Party's goals have become more extreme over the past few years. In 2006, George Bush was talking about immigration like this. There
2: is a rational middle ground between granting an automatic path to citizenship and a program of mass deportation. Compare that to Donald Trump. You're going to have a deportation force. In 1970, a Republican president
1: created the Environmental Protection Agency to regulate pollution. These
3: problems will not stand
2: still for politics or for
1: partisanship. Now, Republicans campaign on abolishing that same agency.
3: We are going to end the EPA intrusion into your lives.
1: Even the Republican obsession with tax cuts is a relatively new phenomenon. Reagan is worshiped as a tax hawk now, but he actually raised taxes 11 times during his
2: presidency. Do you think the millionaire ought to pay more in taxes than the bus driver, or less? (laughs)
1: <laughs> Ronald Reagan, welcome to the resistance. On its own, that
2: ideological shift isn't a huge problem, as long as the two parties still work together. Our political parties are supposed to view the other side as adversaries who may view the world differently, but We can work with them.
1: And that's where Orstein's second critique comes in about Republicans' methods, the way they pursue their policy goals. Over the past few decades, Republicans have gotten less and less willing to work with Democrats on anything. This chart shows how often the filibuster was used to block a vote in the Senate. When Republicans aren't in power, they're more willing to stop Democrats from getting anything done. And you can really see it escalate after Obama wins the presidency in 08. That year, Democrats won both houses of Congress. And in a normal world, Republicans would have taken the L, reworked their campaign strategy, and focused on the next election. Instead, Ms. McConnell came out and said this.
2: Our top political priority over the next two years should be to deny President Obama a second term.
1: beans. and it wasn't just McConnell. In a private meeting before Obama's inauguration, leading Republicans reportedly agreed, if you act like you're the minority, you're going to stay in the minority. We've got to challenge them on every single bill and challenge them on every single campaign. And they did. In 2011, Republicans held the debt ceiling hostage, threatening to let the country default if the Democratic majority didn't agree to major cuts in Medicare and Social Security.
2: As long as this president is in the Oval Office, a real solution is probably unattainable. In
1: 2013, they actually shut the government down, trying to force Obama to defund Obamacare. That was a remarkable victory to see the House engage in a profiling courage. A lot of this obstruction wasn't even ideological. Some of it was no for the sake of no. In 2016, Republicans were rejected Obama's budget before they even saw what was in it. And then of course, there's Merrick Garland.
3: All
1: Republicans flat out refused to meet with Obama's Supreme Court nominee for months. Not because he was too liberal, Garland was objectively a centrist, but because they wanted a Republican to fill the seat.
2: We don't intend to take up a nominee. You
1: ever watch someone's soul wither away mid-sentence? The thing is, if Hillary had won the election, many Republicans said they would have kept the seat open permanently, preferring to have an incomplete Supreme Court than let a Democrat appoint a justice. That is
2: not normal behavior by party leaders, and it is a reflection of a strategy Designed to divide Americans and use your leverage to hold power even if you are not a majority in the
1: country. Regardless of how you feel about tax cuts or Obamacare, this my way or the highway approach is bad for democracy. And Ornstein's book was his attempt to get neutral observers, including journalists,
2: to admit that. And it really is a party that I would say has gone rogue. And I don't say that as a partisan. It is a fact of life, an unfortunate one for the country. The problem is
1: admitting that fact makes you sound like a liberal hack. And if you look at the comments on this video, you know exactly what I mean. Talking about asymmetric polarization by definition means you treat
2: the two parties different. And that means being accused of liberal bias. This is tough for media to do. Tough because you get caught in crosshairs. It's tough because you can lose viewers or listeners.
1: So instead, many networks have framed political fights as just bitter disputes between two parties that can't get along.
3: A stalemate now exists as both sides dig in their heels, both sides blaming one another for this impasse. Both sides playing politics. You saw it during the
1: 2013 government shutdown. Republicans literally held the government hostage to undermine Obamacare. But instead of pointing that out, a lot of coverage blamed both sides for not compromising. With both sides digging
2: in, we are now in uncharted territory. Both sides refuse to budge. Washington is a dysfunctional town, and there's plenty of blame to go around on both sides. Obama went out of his way to avoid that framing. I want every American to understand why it did happen. They demanded ransom just for
1: doing their job. But the media's affinity for that both sides frame meant that even those comments got criticized. President Obama playing the blame game. Playing
2: the blame game. The
1: blame game continues. This kind of knee-jerk neutrality makes it really hard to understand who's responsible for breaking
2: our politics. If you are monomaniacal in pursuit of both sides, you ignore a reality where there may be one
1: side. And the scary thing about asymmetrical polarization is that it forces the other party to play hardball too. When Republicans refuse to vote on a huge number of Obama's judicial appointees, Democrats change the rules. Democrats voted to lower the threshold to break a filibuster from 60 votes to 51 votes. It's time to change the Senate before this institution becomes obsolete. It was a bad, necessary response to an unusual situation, one created by Republicans. But that decision to change the rules has haunted Democrats for years. As tensions flared over Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the Supreme Court, MSNBC's Casey Hunt blamed Democrats for starting the problem. You know, there's a lot of people you can blame for that. It started with the Democrats and Harry Reid when he took away the filibuster for those circuit court judges, and it got lower when Mitch McConnell did it for the Supreme Court. Ornstein actually got into a Twitter fight with Hunt over that comment, writing, I know the desire to show your balance but the truth is not always balanced. And equating Reed, who was no angel, with McConnell, who blew up more norms and practices in the Senate than all other leaders before him combined, is just wrong.
2: Damn norms.
1: This problem is likely to get worse as time goes on the more republicans move to the extreme the more democrats are going to seem obstructionist in response look at this filibuster graph again every time republicans raise the stakes democrats react by matching them that's going to make it really tempting to say both sides are equally bad guess what the democrats are doing punching back tit for tat neither side here has clean hands
2: there seem to be no grown-ups in charge And what that does is it means that people who behave badly get off the hook nobody blames them for it, and it's easy for them to say hey The other side is worse. The only way to discourage
1: this kind of norm-breaking behavior is to be really clear about who's causing it. And that's going to require journalists to be brutally honest about what's happening to the Republican Party. It doesn't
2: mean that you all become tribal advocates, it means that you call out people who are violating norms or who are behaving in a corrupt fashion. But if you don't do that, then you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a vital part of a free society.
0: I wanted you guys to listen to that. You know, um go find that guy and listen to his podcast. They great, okay? The thing is, the media is the problem. You know, when they turn on TV, you might got morning joke. They sitting there basically acting like the Republicans never stormed the Capitol on January sixth. There was never no insurrection. It's just strictly politics. They just can't come together. You know what? white supremacy works that way and it drags the poor people into a a divide that they can't get over. You got a lot of poor Anglo-Saxons out there, hardworking, struggling just like any minority. But the rich motherfuckers using poor people like pawns for their for them to gain just like MSNBC right now, all of a sudden Hispanics overlooking all that racist shit that the Republican Party has done to their people to vote Republican. I know there's some fools out there. You know, you've seen Marco Rubio and and, and that idiot um, um, who's running Florida into the ground, Ron DeSantis. Now he got that, he got mud on his face, you know, that $12 million that he Waste to ship people to Martha Vineyard and act like he was doing something for some photo ops. He could have used that money now, couldn't he? But now he's dependent on the government that he hates. See, that's the problem in America. No one's getting the truth. And once you hear the truth, you don't want to accept it. We're dealing with that same old prejudice that's been in this country since it was founded. You look at the history of this country, the real history, not that shit they teach you in those schools. I'm talking about go research it and find out that this country is fucked up. That's why people can believe in QAnon. That's why we have the mega QAnon nutcases who boastly Southern segregationist racist people who believes in that shit. Their freedoms, their right, this is their country, everybody else is invaders. God damn if only the Indians act like them. The natives, the true Americans. It would go out and say, you know what, I'm tired of these motherfuckers. They took this land, I want my shit back. Get the fuck out, go, go Europe. Go back to Europe. And I guarantee half of them people would st- st- stop and think. Because that's what's wrong with this country. The rich have divided us and we cannot see it. Because you can't when you turn on your TV, you want some news, <laughs> they give you someone's opinion. So take my my advice, my opinion. Go out and vote. Alright? If you vote for Republicans, you're gonna reap what the fuck you sow. But if you vote sorry ass Democrats, at least you have some crumbs. Because all they're going to do is play the game in two more years. That's it. They're going to start pulling out their charts and their polls. Because they convince you by talking to a few ignorant people that this is the way the world really thinks. Well, America really thinks. You haven't polled me. Polling is mostly landlines. And who have landlines? Old people. So you're basing your opinions off of old people. So, that's Lazy Journalism. And you're listening to Open... Uh, that's my other show. You're listening to Crazy Mad Podcaster. Check out my other show, too. it. Oh, and by the way, Open Mic. um, with Comedian Ricky Hope. And tell your friends about Crazy Mad Podcaster. I'll be right back with the rest of this show. You know what? Go and find that um thing on YouTube, man. And listen to how these motherfuckers have gone so far in life. I'm, I'm telling you, this shit is crazy. You know, there's a lot of thinkers out there who's trying to figure this shit out, and it's simple. So what you're thinking? Just look at it. It's call racism, white supremacy, crazy Puritan bullshit. You know, it's amazing how people write books and talk about what they see and make money off of it, but none of them serious about trying to save our goddamn democracy. And you know where the threat coming from. Because if it was a brown man, you would fucking drone his ass to death. Because you would bomb his ass while he's sitting on his balcony or riding down the road in his car or just fucking um, sitting in a cave. He's a threat. But you overlooked all of that time All of that threat. When you know that one party in America, and that party has some poison in it. Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller and and Roger Stone and Rufer Murdoch and you know I can go on and on. I mean, I was surprised to find out that uh, Giuliani, New York Mayor, the asshole of New York, was a fascist. And when I found out that it blew my fucking mind, and I'm, you know, I was like, okay, Giuliani is a fucking fascist. Well, where's this party going? And then I went back and asked myself why Donald Trump in twenty sixteen? I started watching the tapes and I'm like, these motherfuckers was planning to take down the United States government. Now what's up with the Brexit from England? Those motherfuckers are going after the people who defeated Nazi Germany in World War II. The Nazis' children had wanted revenge. Now they know the history of America and they know the history of England. England is very prejudiced. They don't even like the fucking Catholics against the Protestants. That's another story. But what I'm saying is, you look at Americans. We Everything that happened in Europe in World War II came from America. Eugenics. You know, well, we're the superior race and all that bullshit. After this fucking 900,000 people died in the Civil War, white America came up with a new racist slogan. Jim Crow. Separate and equal. No, damn well. It wasn't shit equal in the South and the North. We're riding along the high Black folks couldn't even get on a goddamn bus unless they sit in the back. And you motherfuckers ignored it, blind to the fucking racism in front of your face. Just like you're blind now to what's really going on. you making oh make all types of excuses. Oh well, you know this is politics. You know Democrats and Republicans, fiscal conservatives. Blah 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 blah. No, the Republican Party act the way they act because they're racist. If you study the timeline of white supremacy in America. That's the conclusion. Ron DeSantis right now need help from federal government, which I said earlier in the show. And Joe Biden, instead of fucking putting a boot to his ass, he gave him, he hit him with kindness. And I noticed about you racist motherfuckers who's in the South. You do not like kindness. Kindness make you look stupid. Make you look stupid. You know, the game is, you know, you, you, you take the Supreme Court, um, <clears throat> let me tell you something that's why the Confederate Society wanted the Supreme Court, Roberts, Thomas, then you got Gorsuch and the rest of those clowns. Now, the liberals on the other side are seeing the shit, but then you know they're playing the political game, but then you go out and make your fucking speeches on my like, well, the court is integrity is being questioned. <laughs> oh no, you know you're not really governing from the Constitution. you're governing just like your ancestors, you're governing from white supremacy. Racism, hate, bigotry. And you get some niggas to go along with it like Clarence Thomas and, and Herschel motherfucking Walker. You know what's funny how Christian conservatives hate abortion? Huh? They hate it, right? But they definitely going out and making sure that their kids get abortion. Or they get some whole abortion because they fucked her on the weekend. She's pregnant two months later. Oh, well, you know, I real really got gotten and, and pay that shit off, right? Hershey Walker's son called him out. That little fairy was singing like a canary. And she was not playing. Well, I call it she because that boy is feminine as fuck. If that boy gets some pussy, I'll be shocked. But he was honest. He was tired of the bullshit. You know, I know Hershey had a lot of concussions. But well, it gets me how they rigged the game down there that the polling says that Herschel is naked-naked with an educated black man. So one of the white ladies said it, she liked Herschel Walker because he represented her values. Stupidity, ignorant. Need I go on? The only reason those white Southern segregationists want Herschel Walker in the United States Senate because Herschel Walker will be a rubber stamp to, stu- to racism and stupidity. Herschel Walker doesn't have a fucking brain capacity to understand what the fuck's going on in this country, let alone in the United States Senate. Herschel Walker is a tool that white supremacists use, just like they use Donald J. Trump. You think Donald J. Trump's smart enough to get away with all this. Them lawyers representing Donald Trump. You think Donald Trump actually paying them motherfuckers. Donald Trump don't even pay his bills. And the biggest thing about Donald Trump that I always said in my podcast, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys should tell your friends about my crazy show because I need ratings. I need a million people listening to me between six months from now. So tell your friends, get pissed off, but at least get the message out. Now, back to Donald Trump. Donald Trump, the only reason Donald Trump getting these lawyers is because wealthy white men do not want to be connected to Donald J. Trump and the insurrection. They're oil men, they're businessmen, they're they're the corporate elite. They're the ruling class. They're the ones who are very fucked up in the head. They're the ones who lie to you every day on TV. I'm talking about MSNBC CNN. And Fox Newsmax, damn motherfuckers do not. We're a pawns in their game. See, one side want to take us back to the time when the world was fucked up. But see, those Nazis who really set up this game around the world with the Brexit and with the rise of that nationalists in France and and Greece and and Italy and so forth. They needed funding. Where did they get that funding from? Little Pootie Boy, the one that's Getting them fucking Russians killed over there, Ukraine. See, the plan was take down the United States, England, because the Nazis wanted their revenge on the allies who whooped their asses in World War II. But then the Nazis also know with the fascists over there in Russia, because well, they wanted their revenge because of the Cold War and shit. Realize that America has a weakness. And they call white supremacy, racist, southern segregationists, Christian nationalists. Whatever fucking label you want to rubber stamp them crazy motherfuckers. So Oak keepers, 3%ers, um, Proud Boys, blues 8-keeper, whatever. Whatever they want to fucking rubber stamp their racism to. It's cool with me. All right? Richard Spencer. Privileged pricks who have the money to travel around and get their fucking Boy Scout racism out. Right now, they're fucking sending the oak keeper leaders. Oh, we're going to fucking punish these oak. What about the Koch brothers? What about the Mercers? What about Steve motherfucking? What about Donald J. Trump? That motherfucker's out there campaigning. What about, you know what? What about the vice motherfucking president of these United States? What about him? That man knew that the motherfucker was plotting the coup. He asked the guy, well, should I do the coup or should I not? Is it unconstitutional for me to do the cool, or would it be un-American? Because you know, I'm really, I'm a Christian first, a racist second, and a really, 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 really fucked up Christian third. You know what I'm saying? That fucking guy. All of a sudden, they're playing the game with the media. Mike Penny said a goddamn thing, and motherfucking crackers would have hung his ass along with Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them. Because the old keepers are my goddamn. Them motherfuckers actually took on the United States government. So they felt pretty goddamn comfortable knowing that they could take on the most highest and most powerful goddamn country and powerful government in the world if they didn't have an inside job. Look at Homeland Security, dude. Look who was in charge of Homeland Security. I'm telling you right now, people, look at it. Nazis had their hands on the United States government. Michael Flynn, all of them guys. And yet we're playing this game. Well, we got to win the midterms because if we don't win the midterms, you know, oh boogeyman, man, the boogeyman is here. The boogeyman been in the house. The boogeyman knows how the fucking game is being played. You know, I can curse you motherfuckers out out there, call you crackers, racist motherfucker. You know, this ain't time for that. When y'all let Russ Blenbaum get away with his shit, you know that man was racist. Just like the day when Donald Trump got sworn in as president of the United States. You knew who his cabinet was made up of. You turn your cheeks and look the other way. Now all of a sudden you're concerned about democracy? Oh, give him a chance. We don't know how to help. Hell, we had a black man in there for eight years. Can't be that bad. The man was showing you who he was and who he is. Well, who he is, because there ain't no was yet, because you didn't fi- fix that problem, America. Donald Trump going down in history as the racist whisperer. Now you got all these crazy crackers running around like their ancestors did in the 60s and the 50s, with their American flags and their crosses and their swastikas and their, all their racism and the ignorance. You know, I never had no love for no nigger. He always should be behind me. All oh, that stupidity. Then when the Civil Rights era came along, a lot of you motherfuckers snapped. Came over to Christian Academies, private school. Make sure you make education suck. Did a good job, by the way. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Because the average American don't even know the history of this country. And when you tell them the history, you yell CRT. And I've seen how that work out. I'll be right back and let you listen to how dumb Americans are. Really. What hey, welcome back to the Crazy Mad Podcaster. You know, um, Trump lawyer who... Took the downfall when um, he had to pay the prostitute off, you know the porn star. Man, damn, that girl was bad. What was her name? Oh, I forgot her name because she's a porn star. But anyway, Donald Trump hit that. and She said he couldn't fuck, for shit, if she should know, she's a pro at fucking. That nigga probably hit that shit nut at time he got near. It. You know he was great. He was wonderful. You know it was just an amazing thing. You know uh, I'm gonna run for president. Uh, you know, that's, that's Trump. But anyway, you know, Conan, that motherfucker uh, who went to jail for like six hours for Donald Trump, because I'm telling you, I know brothers who drank beer and violated parole and drunk a beer and went longer, but he got out and Trump did not pardon him. He pardoned Michael Flynn. He pardoned, um, let me see. Oh, oh, Roger Stone, he pardoned Manafort, he pardoned all the crooks who fucked up America. You know what I'm saying? But this motherfucker here, I'm telling you before, I continue with the show, listen to what he had to say.
3: Hey, TikTokers, it's Mike Cohen here with another Michael Cohen Reacts. So I'm sitting in and watching television and what comes out, breaking news. It appears that the 11th Circuit, the Court of Appeals, has rejected Trump's request in order to keep those 100 or so top secret documents out of the hands of the DOJ. So what is Dopey Donald gonna do now? I mean, enough already, fucking enough delay, delay, delay. That's what he's gonna, this is exactly what he does in every single case. He will drag it now as far as he possibly could. He lost with the 11th Circuit. Now he's going to do a writ to the Supreme Court requesting that they hear the case. And why is he doing that? Well, it's his only move, but he also in his delusional fucking mind believes that they owe him something, that he now controls the Supreme Court, especially post the road decision. So what's gonna end up happening? Look, nobody knows but if the Supreme Court ends up listening to this bullshit, the fact that this fucking asshole can have top secret documents which is in violation of the Presidential Records Act as well as the National Archives with their multiple subpoenas requests and so on for the return of the documents, we know then the fucking Supreme Court is corrupt and I don't know how to do it, I don't even know if you can do it, all I know is that these people on the Supreme Court, if they take this case, have to go.
0: No. <laughs> I mean, God, a blind man can see that shit. That's I- Stevie. I mean, everyone calling this shit out now. The Supreme Court is broken. It's rigged. Full of white nationalists. And one token nigga. The Senate. They want two token niggas up there. Tim Scott and Herschel Walker. <sighs> Later on in the show, you're going to... Go to... Wherever you listen to, and find that little kid bitching about his dad ain't shit. And what gets me with the Republicans, as in Herschel Walker, the guy who had a lot of concussions, that Newt Gingrich think he was qualified to be as the United States. Well, Herschel Walker had about seventeen concussions. I think he's qualified to be the senator of the United, uh, of, of Georgia. And Herschel Walker. <laughs> Come on, Herschel. They're using you, man. You know, won't you go be a father to your son? God knows he needs one. You know, that boy, he's a good kid. I can tell. But you don't even see it. Family is the only thing you got, man. You know, you have kids out there, stop trying to. You know, you're not a Christian. Stop the bullshit. You know, really, silly. Herschel, stop the bullshit. If you was a Christian, you know that those crackers are using you. Okay? I'm just being honest with you. As a podcast, you listen to the Crazy Mad Podcast with the comedian Ricky Cole. Hershey Walker, you're being a fucking asshole, man. You're being used. You know, don't be a Tim Scott. Don't be a Clarence Thomas. Don't be a Ben Carson. Don't be a Candace Owens. Don't be Diamond and motherfucking Silk and those other ass-kissing Nick Rose out there. But you are. That's what you're being. I'm a Christian. You don't see Nazis in front of you, motherfuckers. You don't see Southern segregationists. What you gonna wake up and realize when um, your people being thrown into third class, not second class, and 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 um, don't have no rights, no nothing. And when they finish using you, Negroes, they're gonna throw you in the fucking cage too. Check out the Indians who helped the Puritans Clear this continent. After they finished using them, they disposed of them. I'll be right back with the rest of the show, but you gotta listen to my show. You gotta listen to my show. Tell your friends. I'm gonna keep it real, man. We in this shit together. Okay, I don't give a fuck what race you are. If you're a true American, vote Democrat and let's clean this shit up because white folks, we can't trust them right now. I'm being honest, you can't trust an Anglo-Saxon, Democrat or Republican or Independent or Libertarian, whatever the fuck they want to pull out of their fucking ass at that moment. You cannot trust them. Studied American history, and you see why I say what I say. I'll be right back with the rest of this crazy show. A lot of these candidates who running on the far right are pretty goddamn Cool, 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 cool. Take for an example that crazy fucker in Pennsylvania and the people who believe in his bullshit. Listen to the craziness. But yeah, America is a true democracy. Not long as you got motherfucking fascist, motherfucking Christian, Nazi, racist, bastards sound like on this.
3: sexualization of our kids, pole dancing, and all this other crap that's going on will be forbidden in our schools. <laughs> on day one, all the graphic, pornographic books that are in elementary schools will be, will be pulled out.
0: First of all, what the fuck are he talking about? When you don't have nothing to say to the people, that's what you sound like. I'm going to jerk off in front of you and masturbate. Re- uh, motherfucker, jerking off is masturbate. Uh, 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 and then I'm going to pull out all pornographic pictures around me and spin them and fornicate. Okay, still masturbating. And what else are you going to do? You know, Systemic racism, man. When that what you really running on. That's how you sound. And you have a lot of people out there believing that bullshit and don't think the election was um fair. They do. Now you know I want to say this before I continue with the show and close it out. We need prayer from real preachers. I'm serious. Not these fake motherfuckers. I'm talking about the order to save our country from a madman with nuclear weapons, itching to use them. A crazy madman in Asia can't wait to see that America get weak enough so they can make their moves. And I'm telling you, and the nationalists that have taken down the United States, England and France and Italy and all of those countries where the United States freed them from fascism, you know what they're doing? They're sitting back and celebrating popping champagne because America fucking can't say, wait a minute, Fox News is a problem. Tucker Carlson is a fucking problem. Laura Ingram is a fucking problem. Hell, Rufus Murdoch, all of them motherfuckers are Nazis. Motherfucking Nazis. If they was brown motherfucking Qaeda, motherfucking people, you think they would still have motherfucking platforms on American airways? Come on. Why do you think half of those crackers out there in rural towns are crazy as fuck? Steve Bannon, all of them motherfuckers. And guess who warmed them motherfuckers up before he died and got the Medal of Honor of bullshit? Ross' motherfucking limbo. I am missing the motherfucking morning. Racism right in front of our faces. Whew. God, we need prayer. When I say we need prayer, racism is bad for you. It's a, it's a drug, man. It's a bad drug, and guess what? They got seventy million four hundred thousand people fucking high off of that bullshit. Check this little Negro girl out and this ass-kissing cracker. Well, you know what? I won't call him cracker.
1: Cracker. I'd love to see someone die in this country without getting a lecture posthumously.
0: Oh, you died of smoking. You died because you didn't
1: get the facts. You died because you drive an FCV. Can't we just acknowledge death as a sad thing?
0: <laughs> yes, it is. The death of Tucker Carlson and his fucked up show would be the most brilliant fucking day of American history. I call it brilliant because, think about it. He's basically saying, death, kill off all them poor people. You know, <laughs> and then he got his little ass kissing, and the zones up there. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. yes. Yeah, kiss what? Now, this racism is powerful, right? Now, check out how they brainwash you by using the media. Some girls fucking around on the train, but they're a gang of bitches who like to wear bright green shit and call themselves whatever the fuck these motherfuckers made up. And yet, nobody has heard about that shit. But yet, White nationalist News can always find some niggas acting like fools
3: gang of allegedly
1: women wearing neon green leotards terrorizing victims on the subway now the gang is known as the green goblins and they beat teens at random the video posted on social media shows the gang tossing around one of the girls and punching the other repeatedly in the face the new york post reports the mother of one of those victims has suggested that the state's lax bail reform laws are to blame for attacks like these. And she accused the state's Democrats, including Governor Hochul, of, quote, making these ridiculous...
0: You notice that, right? Now listen to the language and the fear. Because they're using that as some black girls in green outfits going to beat your ass on a train. Rule white people who don't live in the city. Vote racism. That's, That's the game. This is what you call psychological warfare. Let's finish listening to the bullshit. It's going to get worse.
3: Laws and letting savages walk the streets with...
0: You heard that, right? Savages. Dog whistler. You know white supremacy is a powerful tool? And they're being used in the United States to tear us apart. And if we let this shit keep doing what it's doing, it's going to be bloodshed in the streets. And we don't need that. We came too far to go back. But since these rich pricks wanted their culture war and plotted and debated to start it, give it to them. I'll be right back.